my father told me when I was a child. People in authority lie. Hi, Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, to is to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about trouble and trying to get responsible one-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Sunday, February 19th, 2023. Thank you for joining me today. Wasn't even planning on getting into a show today. In fact, we have the very first TLAV poker game. We're going to be joining people coming from all over the place to join together and break all the rules if they're even still in place. No, but we're... uh, I wasn't planning on getting to this today, but I just felt this was very important to do. I mean, essentially a a, a overview. I mean, pretty much everything we're going to go over today has either been pointed at, discussed preliminary in preliminary fashion or theorized about in the very first show we did about all this. Today is going to be going through the updates of the information, new additions, seemingly about, you know, how far this seems to be reaching. You know, anecdotally, I'd be very clear about that. Like, this is the problem with how control the flow of information is and how we're watching things that you know even see it norfolk southern or uh epa saying one thing and then days later at the very least saying well we're not sure just very clearly putting people on edge and going well, wait a minute you know and, and then going, why are we all getting headaches and what's happening over here and there's a lot of anecdotal information the problem is that when we don't get told what's going on that leads to people asking questions and they criticize everybody for asking questions and theorizing. That's the whole point. They want this kind of cycle. The reality is historically they have been caught both the EPA, the Norfolk Southern or the uh, CTEH is the acronym. I forget the full name, the group they're hired to do the safety testing. We're going to go over the documents that they accidentally gave out about not holding the company accountable. I mean, it's just, it's just the same things we see every time. 
We're going to go over the documents that we went over, I think, two days ago in regard to the HHS document that was discussing the levels of danger around specifically vinyl chloride and how we just discussed that they altered that January of this year after 17 years of inaction and, you know, shockingly increasing the limit where they say is acceptable. I mean, it's just all of this together. It becomes almost impossible to not see something going on here. But as always, I, I, I caution, you know, discernment. I, 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 even when this is exactly what it looks like, there are always partisan players and grifters out there that will step into this, put out fake stories just to get clicks and shares. And there's the next level of people that will do so to try to frame the other side. And then there's the even further level of the government trying to put out this false information to make us look like the way they want us to look. There's so many l manipulating levels out there that have always been there. People are just more aware of them today. That's why we need to be careful. But that being said, I'm going to go through a lot of stuff that's coming from as far as New York all over the place where people are saying, you know, we have problems, animals dying, weird rain problems, whether it's discoloration from the snow melting in Canada or, I mean, really crazy things all within the range of what you might expect if this is as serious as some people were saying it was. But this is the point. We don't have enough information and they seem to be actively keeping it close to the chest when that's the last thing that should happen when the if the interest is your health and safety which is what their mandate is. It's the opposite of that, it seems. Their mandate appears to be protecting the business interests around all of this, which, again, is exactly why I think this was done the way it was in the beginning. That is, if it wasn't done intentionally to cause this problem, which we should ask. But the fact that they chose to burn this, knowing that was the least, like that, that was what caused this problem. Not the crash, not the burning, not even the leaks that were happening, but the fact that they dumped it without any barrier on the ground, which first of all causes a huge problem for the soil, for the water beneath the ground. Then they set it on fire and it with a, a flare, which is their reporting. So the surface burned and, and, you know, and this caused the smoke and the cloud and everything else we're seeing. Actually, the image today is just another angle of that same shot. That the problem is because of what they chose to do. Call it malfeasance if you want. Then going forward. Days, day later, in fact, two days, I think right afterward, come on back. It's OK. And then within days after that, they admit that, well, we don't know exactly, but the immediate danger seems to be passed. All of these things add up to, you know, at the lowest possible level, malfeasance, but the, even criminal activity that deserves accountability, even if they didn't mean to do it. But then we have the bigger question about what else is around all of this and the suspicious things about the changing of the documents or withholding information or everything else we'll get into. So I just want people to ask questions, do not jump the gun, because I do think there's a lot around this that is being manipulated, even though it does seem to be very, very obviously true. And we're going to end today with an interesting document that I think just adds to the possibility that there's a lot of other things going on that are bigger than just that essentially the government, military intelligence have active operations to influence average conversations online, social media, blogs, everything. We know this, but I just want to show you the document from a while ago that shows you that that's their plan. And does that mean that it's all manipulations and lies and psyops? And well, no, we can't prove that. I think in that document, I should say, prove that they do do that. But in this case, I do think that we know that their argument is we would do whatever it takes to what they, you know, national security, whatever that ends up meaning. And we've seen that abused all throughout history. So let's go through all this today step-by-step step and look at all the information, the changes in the old documents versus today, and why I do think that there is some concern here. As somebody in Tennessee, I, I'm not jumping the gun. I, I don't know whether I'm fully convinced that there's this far of a reach of a problem, but I am concerned. And I, I just, I wouldn't say that lightly if I didn't think there was something, at least the way that they're covering it, that makes me think there's something even possibly bigger. So you guys come to your own conclusions about it, as always. That's what's most important.
So I want to start off, though, with a couple of really quick points that gives us the kind of the idea about one, that there are constant manipulations and whether this what we're looking at is something to get us to look a different direction and stop paying attention to just what seems to be one of the biggest environmental disasters in this country's history. Or, you know, I, again, I, we could guess all day long. But whether that's what's happening or not, there is a lot of different stuff happening and pointing in different directions. But I also want to make sure we understand, as we just discussed yes, in the last show, the influence that foreign, foreign governments, in particular Israel's government, has on the outcomes and the inner workings of this country in an alarming fashion. We've talked about this for a long time, long before COVID-19. And the reason I'm saying that is because of you know, what this all may be leading to. Grander than just the elections we're talking about, the, the Great Reset, all of this, and how this is all potentially leading in that direction. Or whether we're just talking about the engineered fall of the West, as James Corbett has been writing about for a long time. And Israel is involved in nothing if not that. So let's go back to the point I just made and point that this is a, a, a th- something that's been circulating. It says, look this up. It seems this actually happened. Well, it's <laughs> apparently, as far as I can tell, when I looked it up, it all seems to stem back to a satire site. So it's interesting this person is saying that. Now, if you prove me wrong, because this is an interesting story. If this has, I, as far as I can tell, this did not happen. Let's put it that way. Marines catch FBI trying to sabotage station substation in Idaho and then kill them. It says the FBI look more and more like the KGB every day. That's right there. You know, like just the, the Russian mindset. You know, we, all of them are bad. They're all the same thing, guys. The point here is that this actually happened, he says. Well, what, what a screenshot proves that? Well, I said all this stems back to a satire site, as far as I can tell, which I looked. I looked wild today. Too many grifters out there or those who are swayed by a screenshot. Hashtag Twitter files. Hashtag due diligence. So my point is that this is a huge story if it was real, but it's sure enough catching a lot of people's attention, especially on, you know, what would be the, I guess, more so the right leaning side of this. And that seems to be the main entity calling out what's happening around. That. I mean, it's it's, it's so it's I, I'm not even. We should try to avoid try putting this in the partisan boxes these days because it never seems to be even remotely what they tell you it is right now. COVID made that very clear. But that being said, here's another example of something I think is the kind of stuff we're seeing. Breaking top defense expert tells me, <laughs> guess we can prove that, that the UFO shot down, which just means unidentified flying object over Alaska by American F-22 was apparently a Chinese exotic vehicle that is hypersonic and might have anti-gravity technology. These vehicles can travel at Mach 15. On and on and on and on. Oh, where's the source of the Nothing. Just someone told me. Trust me, wink, wink, all my sources that you can't see. My super secret sources. Now, I mean, I shouldn't even make, for all I know, she's telling the truth. I'm just simply saying that this is the kind of stuff we get today. And people share the hell out of it. 3.8 million views, 21,000, almost 7,000 retweets, almost 1,200 quote tweets. And you look at each one of them. Oh, my God, this is the biggest story. in the How do you know that? Because she said so? Because her super secret sources said so? Because you could see my point. This is problematic, guys. And this is going to take attention from a lot of people that might actually care what's going on in Ohio or, you know, the east coast of the entire east side of the country. I'm just pointing that out. I find that kind of interesting. And that's the kind of stuff we see. Now, here is something that I do think is interesting. But I don't think, you know, this also could be misrepresented. But I do think this is actually the way this is being played. This would be my opinion. Bottom line is these are people being stopped on January 6th by the people, the police surveying the area. And all five of them, I think it was five or was it six? We'll pull the video right now. Identified as, as, as police officers, authority, and then showed their IDs. 
Now, this Matt Couch is claiming he knows their DOJ and DEA. I, I wasn't able to discern that from the video. There's no other posted information, so I guess we'll take his word for it. Either way, the point that's interesting to me is that we know they've got agent provocateurs. We know that they have under eight undercover people, and they act like that's not part of the game. If we know that there were six people at the very least, we know it's way more than that, that were on the ground there acting like Trump supporters, which is how they were dressed. Isn't it possible that that was part of a Yes, and we all know that. So this is just one more point adding to the manipulation of all of this. Anybody, whether we're talking about larger stories, but this is the kind of stuff that they do. Now, there's no set, but we'll just jump to the point here. You can see up here that it's January 6th, 2021. There's no audio up until about right here. That wasn't needed anyway, because they, they pull them over right here. Hey, how you guys doing? Quick question. Excuse me a second. Just doing a little investigation. Mm -hmm. Asking disrespectfully, is anyone armed? Anyone yes, armed? we're all, all armed. police. Yeah, are anyone armed? Yeah, we're all armed. We're all police. <laughs> all of them. This woman in her fur coat, this random guy dressed like nobody, you know, and this and the two over here, one's in camo, one has the goggles and the, the American flag bandana. They're, these are dressed like Trump supporters, or rather the way that people look during the protest for the most part. Police? Yeah, law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. Some of your credentials? Or rather, you know, I mean, the, the, the like, Oakley glasses is what I meant. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's all oh, I need. Oh, <laughs> you you got to do a little bit better at hiding that. About hiding that, right? Okay, so it's a pretty common understanding that these people are there. You know, they would argue to keep everything safe. I just want us to see, and certainly that's possible. But just understand the way that they covered this whole thing, still calling it armed insurrection when it very clearly was not the case. So that's a blatant on the surface maintaining of a lie. Why would they do that? The point is that this was there. There were people on the ground that were pretending to be something else. Now, if they were just there to keep things safe, why would they dress like Trump supporters? You see my point? This There's more going on around every story we're talking about. The government involved in most of these things are just trying to control your perception. And that will, and remember this as we come to the end today, and I'll just show you real quick the, the document, Deputy Secretary of Defense, Memorandum for Secretaries of Military Departments, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. The point was Policy for Department of Defense, Interactive Internet Activities. We'll come back to it. That's the kind, this is on, in, online from 2007 forward. But realize everything they do is tailored towards controlling the way you perceive things around you. You could argue that's for the best interest of whatever. <laughs> Or you could realize that it doesn't really matter to them. It's about achieving that end at all costs. Now, on that note, an, an inter interesting article from the article from The Intercept as of the 16th, GOP mega donor, so a mega donor of the Republican Party, is funding a far-right Israel think tank, Israeli think tank, which not surprising, right? The far, they're talking about the most openly fascist and openly extremist government in Israel's history. As he, even according to the ADL, for crying out loud, not in today, but they said that about the, the religious Zionist party, which is their name, before this, a long time ago. These groups are, these are people that were once called extremists and even terrorists by the ADL and different groups. Now they're running this country. The point is that even the U.S. Um, US establishment has kind of been like, that's you're going too far. You're breaking international law. They say, we don't care. My point is this mega donor is funding the growth of that and Democrats. Now, ask yourself how that makes sense. The only way you understand this is to realize that the two-party paradigm is the most obvious manipulation in this country's history today. And you are playing that game as you're being funded. I mean, think about the wars in the past of these high-level people funding both sides of the war. What do you think this is? They are funding both sides of this war, too. And they're making you guys fight each other. 
establishment Democrats. Now, they're, what they're doing is funding the establishment Democrats for the most obvious point so they can overtake the progressives because the progressives at the moment are the more are the, are the more, at least in some cases, outspoken about Israel's crimes. So why are they doing this? Because both establishment Democrats and the GOP actively support Israel at all costs because they're different because they're fighting. No, because it is the government and those people. And I mean, that, you don't have to take that as meaning that progressives aren't part of that. It just means that for whatever reason, they've got the bottom line is this is a mega donor funding both sides of the game. And it's, it's Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, geez, Pennsylvania billionaire and Republican mega donor Jeffrey Yass is a key benefactor behind both moderate P- PAC, which fights progressive primary challengers in the United States and the Colet Pro- Policy Forum, which is working to reshape political systems in Israel. So it's a group in Israel. Now, the point is the Colet sta- stated aims just like every other group we talked to with the with the Zionist Israeli focus is, quote, to secure Israel's future as the nation state of, of the Jewish people alone, which is their own statements. Yet they all pretend like it's a democracy and it's free, free but not the not the case. Their own Jew, the Jewish state law or there's a different name for it, the nation state law. I'll just read the next paragraph. So it says they stated aims are to secure Israel's future as the nation state of the Jewish people and broaden individual liberty and free market principles in Israel. Now, Kolot's founder helped draw draft the law that became Israel's nation state law, which is wildly controversial because it established that Jewish people have the only right to self-determination in that country, downgrading Arabic as a, as a as a language from its status as an official language, you know, because freedom and democracy and declared that development of Jewish settlements, which are roundly established as internationally illegal, breaking the law, occupation, blah, 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 that they're completely OK. And they are not only legal, but a national value. That directly challenges international law and what the U.S. government wants. But who cares? Because they're unaccountable, not even to the people that fund what they're doing, which is the U.S. government and a lot of other people. The group's director of international policy has supported U.S. legislation that would make boycotts against Israel illegal and has worked to effectively change U.S. law as an outside Israeli group, affecting and actively changing U.S. law so that we no longer view boycotts of Israel as settlements as legitimate forms of protest. So that is a foreign country trying to undermine your constitutional rights. But, you know, it's all good, though, because Israel's our most chief and primary ally or whatever nonsense they spit. We're talking about a Zionist extremist entity that is absolutely abusing the people in every one of these countries. And there are endless amounts of people in the country of Israel who will actively tell you, both Jewish and not Jewish, that Zionism is a problem. But don't listen to us or the people in the country. Listen to the politicians telling you what they tell you they're supposed to think. Eugene... Kontrovich, head of the Colette's International Law Department, has helped provide policy drafts and counsel for state and federal legislation opposing the boycott. These are people from other countries and other think tanks outside this country directly involved with U.S. legislation. How many times have I told you guys that? I mean, it's so obvious that this is un... And you won't see this with most... I mean, you'll see it to some degree, but nothing like this anywhere else involved other countries in the United States policy. Opposing your right to BDS against Israel. He has testified in at least eight congressional hearings, this guy, on issues including, guess what, anti Semitic domestic terrorism. So, this is one of the groups and one of the guys involved with telling everybody that you're a terrorist because you say the things they know you're allowed to say, but they don't like. So now they've turned that into your own country against you. They have weaponized your government against you. The relocation of the U.S. embassy to Israel or in Israel to Jerusalem, of course, is one, as well as the control over the Golan Heights, another illegally occupied territory and Palestinian attempts to join the International Criminal Court. Now that they can't change because that's already happened. The point is they don't want to legitimize it. But the ICC has already established Palestinian 
plights as part of this, as their mandate, essentially. Now it says, Yas is libertarian and one of the country's biggest GOP donors, but guess what? He's also the only contributor to this pack. That is how this illusion works. So why don't we have just Yas? Why is it a moderate pack? Because they, that's the only way they can legally do this. They create these packs and pretend like that makes it okay. He's the only contributor. Because, you know, democracy. <laughs> it's just, we, they, they, that's how little they think of us. Oh, fine, I'll just create this pack and pretend like everyone's donating. It's just me, though. The group is led by operatives with no political experience who are little known in Washington. Ty Strong, a former financial and business analyst, serves as president alongside his mother, the chief financial officer, with, of course, President Joe Biden's former campaign manager, you know, funding the GOP, because that makes sense, right? And it's sole consultant. Does that make sense? President, former campaign manager for Joe Biden is advising the PAC that's funding GOP? Only if you realize you're being played. The PAC pledged last month to raise $20 million to defeat progressive primary challengers. That's what I explained in the beginning. This cycle and scare off progressive groups like Justice Democrats. In no way am I arguing that means that they're the good guy or on your side. This is just the core part of what they're trying to achieve. I bet you they have agendas to manipulate progressives too to say what they want. Yes, did not respond to a request for comment. Shocking. All right, so that is the just a clear example of how the Israeli government and the think tanks they control are absolutely involved with manipulating you, dividing you. They are the ones making this happen. A little, but I'm, I'm not pretending that the U.S. government is not actively involved too. The point is that this is a, we're we don't understand what's going on if we play in the two party paradigm. And I just talked about this in the last show. Israeli company caught manipulating at least 33 elections. Do you think that includes the United States? I can almost promise that. 27 of which they can prove they actually affected the outcome. You hear about that on the corporate news? Is there sanctions against Israel? Nah, because they don't care about that. They're probably helping. Now, on that note, keeping that in mind, understanding how clearly our government is completely manipulated, how clearly governments abroad, along with this agenda, are completely manipulated, how none of them seem to care about actually informing you. Let's go through Ohio and keep that in mind, asking whether or not they would lie to you if it just barely served their interests. I mean, really think about that, because we can see them murdering people all around the world for freedom, democracy. Or, you know, gold and, and lithium and oil and just control. But, you know, that's that's the fake news story. I mean, really, guys, think about that. How many people are right now being killed right this moment in Yemen or in Syria or in Palestine? Right this second. But they care about you. Okay, that being said, let's start with the, this point. A couple of reiterations. Kanoa News points out, this is important to understand. I mean, a couple, these are some of the main points that we need to keep this in mind as this whole thing progresses. East Palestine toxicology test relies the whole the whole the way they're finding out whether you're in danger, supposedly relies on controversial consulting firm accused of serving corporate interests rather than public health. Kanoa the Great is the is the Twitter account. There's the thread. The point it's, it's just we already we went over this. Here's the acronym I pointed out. We went over this in the first show we did the Center for Toxicology and Environmental Health. Sounds like they know what they're doing, right? It's a private contractor hired by the person responsible, Norfolk Southern. Okay, the main point here, guys, as he as he points to and links in the study, thank you for the source material. That's why I like this account. This is from Mother Jones, not that they're someone you should be listening to, but just the point is you can confirm this for yourself. The consulting firm, can you guess which one, in 2019, was at the center of Katrina and the BP spill and a lot of other things as well. Now is under fire again in 2019. So this is the company they're hiring, a company that seems to be the go-to for covering things up, my opinion. Each time... The center, what is it? The uh, just blanked on it again. 
it's right here. The Center for Toxicology and Environmental Health got the call to provide air quality monitoring. This is at Fair Fire and all this different stuff. Just cut to the chase. We already read this. The bottom line is they have constantly been called out. I was trying to quickly jump to the other parts of the past where for covering these things up. Each time they was handled, it was they were accused after doing so, and then referencing Katrina and other things of mishandling data collection, you know, otherwise hiding information that might be damning. And companies used their findings to reassure people that everything was okay. And guess what? It turned out it wasn't. With almost every one of these. And whether or not they're even involved, as we pointed out in the past, most every one of these large events like this with environmental spills and big corporations involved, it is almost, I mean, I, I, can, I, I can't think of an example where it hasn't turned out that it was worse than they were telling you in the beginning. Tell, point one out. I just think that's so important to realize. Now that going forward, let's talk about the, the hydrochloric acid. I might have in the past accidentally said sulfuric when just talking off the top of my head, but hydrochloric acid is what we're talking about here. And the reason this might be happening. Now, again, very strongly want to stress discernment, not jumping the gun, because a lot of people are doing their best with limited information because that's what they're making the case for you to kind of put pieces together for people that are worried. Because that, you know, arguably what your government says their job is, but not they're not doing. So people like this Adam Gertner are trying to put this out, you know, albeit behind a paywall for what everything else, which I don't trust. That drives me crazy. If this is if you're sitting here going, everyone's in super danger, you're all going to die. And let me explain why paywall. I'm like, that doesn't sit well with me. But regardless, I want to just show you what he says here. There is fire in our crowded theater. 250 million people live east of the Mississippi. Two million gallons of vinyl chloride might have something to say about that now. He says up to two and a half million gallons of one of the most toxic substances known to man has been released into the air. Now, that's not necessarily accurate, I would argue, because we, the, when it's burned, yes, some of that happens, but we know it causes byproducts more than the dissipation of the vinyl chloride itself. That if like, as we, as we know, it, as I've explained, it boils at eight degrees Fahrenheit. So if set out in the middle of the, of the area, it's just boiling, right? So it just evaporates and that arguably would dissipate over time. But the burning of it is what causes dioxins and as well as we explained before, the compounds which ultimately connect to create the hydrochloric acid, which is now we're seeing this acid rain. Now, that's a, these are very easily provable facts. The question is how far this is happening. It's, it's undeniable that this, these chemical compounds and when, when reaching the atmosphere create these things. And we, we went over the different... Um, Different experts, different clips of people explaining this, and we've and it's very clear. So again, the question is if it's one mile radius, two mile, or all the way to New York, the entire country? I, I don't know. What he says is that it's been released in the water, air, and soil of the eastern seaboard and are presently making their way south and east. Acid rain, which is which in this case is hydrochloric acid mixed with concentrated unburned vinyl chloride, right? Which is there, there's some of that, has so far been reported in every direction. But again. Anecdotally, for the most part, 400 miles west of Lafayette, that's west, north, 1,200 miles north of Durham, Canada. And I'm going to go over a lot of examples that show what they're people claiming this. 100 uh, east, which is where I would be, 1,200 miles east to New York City and Boston. South, 800 miles southwest to Kentucky. Now, here are some examples of places all over the place we're seeing, and these are different locations, of people seeing what there are this residue after rain on their cars. 
and it's all over. A lot of people reporting this. Um, now, even though they deny this in, in main level, high end, like national corporate media, I'm going to show you the local reports that absolutely covered this and said, yes, this is what we're seeing all over the state. It's just so strange how actively the corporate media channels are seemingly willfully ignoring what is being reported all over the place. I'm going to make a big point about the animals dying in a moment, seeing as how we've seemingly proven this based on a veterinarian confirming vinyl chloride poisoning in an animal. But yet they right then say, but we don't have any evidence of this. That is literally evidence. I would call that proof, if you want my opinion. But here's what he says. Safe exposures. And th this was actually something I didn't think was true until I dug into this more. Because right now we've been talking about parts per million of specifically hydro. And again, remember, we're talking about vinyl chloride. So I do think it makes a difference that this has been burned. And it's more so the byproducts of this than largely vinyl chloride. That'd be my opinion. I'm not an expert on this, but I've been listening to different opinions back and forth. I do my best to kind of distill it for you. Either way, there is some of it. But the, his, so this point is focused just on vinyl chloride. Try to make that difference in your mind because we're going to go over to different things like the byproducts and what that might do. His point is vinyl chloride itself. So I would argue this pertains mostly to those within the potential radius of the problem. One mile, two mile, however far that goes, whoever might be, because remember, Vinyl chloride is the thing that they actually buried in some case, in some parts under the ground and didn't burn and just laid track right over the top of it. That was in their own documentation. So that guarantees that there is going to be some kind of dissipation of this around the area, not the burning of it, but the actual vinyl chloride. And then we've got the byproducts. And that's where I think more and, you know, and acid rain going further out. Hope that makes sense. Now, here he says the safe exposure for vinyl chloride is considered to be parts per billion. And we're talking about right now, potentially in the area, parts per million. And he says likely for everyone east of the Mississippi. Now, that's where, you know, I just don't, I, that's certainly possible. But think about that. Now, I'm going to show, oh, I actually have it right here since I don't want to forget it. We're going to come back to this. This is the document I was talking about. And by the way, for what we were kind of saying in the chat earlier, if you remember on the very first show I talked about this, I think I was saying the CDC because it was being referenced as the C CDC would be involved in stuff, stuff like this. But I remember, I remember on the show, I said, oh, wait, it's the actual Health and Human Services, as we saw right there. I remember on the show, I said, but that's the boss of the CDC. So that's, that was the point they made the first time. But this document we'll come back to, updated, whoops, updated January 2023, after 17 years of never being, of 2006, not being touched. Toxicology profile for the very thing that just so happened to have a huge disaster less than a month later. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. We'll come back to that. But here is the, on, in that document, in fact, the older version of it from 2006, and I'm going to make a point about that going forward, that there seems to be a lot of this stuff that seems to be the problematic things that are not in the new document. So randomly a month before, they seem to remove some of these things that seem to suggest the bigger problem. I can't miss that. But here's what it says in regard to the parts per billion, which he's accurate. Under the EPA's ambient water quality criteria for the protection of human health, the animal-human overlap with this is weird the way they play it. I'll show you what I mean in a minute. But they're very specifically saying human health. A concentration of 0 0.025 micrograms per liter of water, or rather 0 0.025 parts per billion, was established for protecting human health. That is wild. Do you realize we can guarantee that is a higher concentration right around this area right now? That kind of blows my mind. And it says, was established protecting human health. And then uh, the point was, it says, from water, organism ingestion, and 2.4, I think that was it. Yeah. And so, oh, it basically says 2.4 parts per billion was determined for consumption. Uh, no, yeah, the main point is right there. So what the, basically, anything over 0 0.025 parts per billion, that was the establishment protecting health. 
That's crazy. Now, here is just the another location that they're saying was caused by a- chemical acid rain. And this is, I don't think this is associated with what's currently happening, just showing you what can happen, right? Now, he's arguing that anybody in these areas that he would leave if he was there. Take that for what you will. Now, I want to play this video again, because this is one of the earliest people I saw making the connection to acid rain and the, the hydrochloric acid. And this is my point about why this is not really debatable. The debate is about how much is happening, because it's clear that these things happen. They did burn this, which does cause these byproducts when then when in the atmosphere does connect with what they just said to make this exact problem. The question is, again, whether or not it's big enough to, one, hurt the people in the area and two go farther than they're telling people that it's safe. Hasn't been getting a lot of coverage, and the coverage that it has been getting hasn't been very good. So let's talk about the trail derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. East Palestine's about an hour north of Pittsburgh, almost halfway to Cleveland. Norfolk Southern has a rail line that goes right through town, and this derailment happened right on the edge outside of town on the border of PA and Ohio. Of the cars that crashed, five of them contained vinyl chloride. It's a monomer used to make PVC. The reporting on this has gotten... And I, I've heard that disputed, by the way, I believe. And I, I point back to something I covered the other day, showing you that in 2014, confirmed again in 2019, that Norfolk Southern absolutely had this app that allowed first responders to instantaneously know every single thing on every single car. Why that wasn't in place or they didn't use it is a big glaring question that I haven't seen anybody else bring up, at least that I've seen watching all the stuff that I've watched. Doesn't mean it's not there. So he says five tanker cars. I've heard that it's as much as 11 to 14. This is my point, though. The fact that these things have, are being disputed and that the corporate media seems to be saying different numbers depending on what channel you look at. And this is why it's important for average people to ask questions and push in. Because it's not as simple as just waiting for the information. Because it's clear that they're either misleading or don't know themselves. And this is somebody that comes out right out of the gate. Other things we're talking about and tells you things that have clearly held true. I just find that, like, ask yourself why the EPA and everybody else the next day didn't come out and say, here's what's going to happen. They know how this stuff works. They know the byproducts of burning vinyl chloride. They know this stuff. I mean, that's a that, in my opinion, is one of the biggest crimes in all of this is that they did this. And then never warned anybody about the potential fallout. They said, come on back. Immediately. Your water's fine. I probably wouldn't drink it. I'd probably drink bottled water, but go ahead. I just think it's incredible. Vinyl chloride confused with polyvinyl chloride, the polymer made out of vinyl chloride. Now, the reason that this distinction is really important is vinyl chloride is very hazardous and very flammable. Polyvinyl chloride is a plastic that's used in like everything. Yeah, but one thing I think is important, too, we're talking PVC pipes. I think that's interesting in its own right. The PVC pipes have high levels of vinyl chloride, or at least, you know, like if you were to consume it, essentially, but that you have water passing through that on a constant basis. And basically everything construction wise, basically, I guess they have to use PVC pipes. Isn't that an odd choice? I just, you know, find it interesting that it seems like that seems like a, like always, a corporate minded decision because it's probably easier that they are, they all collect and agree that this is below the dangerous level, but does it build up? Well, yeah, it does. Can it, if you keep using it over the process of your lifetime? Yeah. Gee, I wonder why one in two, I think it's like one in two, one in four Americans will have cancer in their life. And then a high number of those will die. That's obscenely disgusting. Higher than most anywhere else I look, but we're all, it's all good. You know, (laughs) number one, number one, America, you know, it's like we're being poisoned seemingly got a constant basis, whether by malfeasance or choice, I don't know. 
The other thing about vinyl chloride is that it boils at 8 degrees Fahrenheit, so it's shipped in its liquid form. Meaning that when these trains crashed and these started leaking, they weren't just leaking liquid, but they were spewing boiling gas. So vinyl chloride is really toxic. OSHA has the permissible limit of how much you can be exposed to it during an eight hour shift as a one ppm part per million, average over eight hours. So prior to this, the biggest spill of this chemical was in New Jersey where one train car and about 23,000 gallons of vinyl chloride were spilled, but it didn't catch on fire. Now this crash in Ohio has five train cars. These kinds of tanker cars can carry between 25 and 33,000 gallons. Let's call it 250 to 250,000 pounds of vinyl chloride. That's per train car, five train cars. There's maybe a million pounds of this toxic chemical spilling into the ground. And, that, and that's a low estimate, right? So if it's more train cars than that, it's more than that. But that, that's, you know, this is just, it almost becomes irrelevant. A million pounds? Uh, it's just that that is a big deal. And how and remember the level of which around this and the people that were brought back early, the people that were there when it first happened. I mean, there, there's concentrations that were high enough in a lot of different ways to hurt people and still are, as far as I understand it. And also boiling off into the air. But then it caught on fire. I think this is where the reporting is really bad because no one is mentioning what the byproduct of vinyl chloride burning is. Of the many byproducts of burning vinyl chloride, one one of which is dioxin, which is, it's interesting. He goes in the hydrochloric acid direction, but we've already mentioned the dioxin part of this, which apparently is even more dangerous than vinyl chloride. One of them is hydrogen chloride. Hydrogen chloride is really unstable and latches onto water, like just water vapor in the atmosphere, and that turns into hydrochloric acid. So right now, government officials, officials from the railroad, both the governor of Pennsylvania and Ohio are calling burning off the million pounds of this stuff a success but not mentioning that it means that we have hundreds of thousands of pounds of acid in the air, potentially. Now, ever since engineering school, I've studied a lot of industrial accidents. I just find it really fascinating. And organizations like the Chemical Safety Board, NTSB, and OSHA all have like really good reports available to the public. I think as a designer, it's really good to learn about mistakes. When looking at these kinds of industrial disasters across time, there are a couple things that are pretty universal across all of them. One, the responsible party in this case, Norfolk Southern Railway, always plays down the reality of the situation. Politicians also just repeat the same lines, and then news outlets just repeat the same. So all we are hearing is the responsible party's word. As always, as always. Now, here's something I want to throw in there is interesting, like in no way to, you know, remove accountability, but it, like just thinking, trying to not, you know, think. Let's just say this was the or it just happened the way it happened. And you have people acting, trying to deal with the problem, right? The idea is that you have a boiling vaporous substance spewing from these cars, which at that moment was then spilling on the ground to some degree, which is a problem, right? So they then choose to dump it by choice into these trenches and light it on fire. Now, I guess you could try to make an argument if you're trying to give them the benefit of the doubt to say that they're ultimately it would be they were worried that it was going to all come out and seep into the ground. So at the very least, we're going to dump it out and burn some of it away before it all seeps into the ground. Right. But there's the other option. They were saying that it might have exploded. Now, I still argue that you could have done something to minimize the shrapnel. That was the only reason they said it was a problem that the shrapnel might fly and hit people. If this exploded, according to everybody I talked to, it would have burned off the vast majority of this problem. But then again, you still would have had. The, the byproducts, right? But it wouldn't have been the same as burning it slowly in a trench to let off this constant cloud of smoke. It would have been the same kind of problem, but to a much lesser degree. 
But again, the problem, the point is, was this just a rapid choice where they made a mistake? I can't, I just don't know how that's possible personally, because one of the points that keep seeing people make, why wouldn't they have at least laid something out? Something, even if it wouldn't have worked, at least try to dis- minimize the contact with the soil. You see my point, but they just dumped it in open trenches right on the ground. I just find that almost impossible to believe that that was a, the right, the, the choice that they would have come to, including with the EPA, both local and federal. That's crazy to me. But, you know, my point, though, is that so ultimately that you, you might want to argue that this was just a clumsy choice by people that made bad decisions that caused the problem, thinking that they would rather burn it than let it soak into the ground. But again, it seems like they then made the choice that made that even same problem worse. So I just I just don't see how you could even give them the benefit of the doubt there. But just point, worth pointing out. Now, here they say, is there acid rain in Ohio? What to know after East Palestine train derailment, which, of course, looks like my highlighting is gone. Uh, well, I forget what I highlighted here, but the point is that the, they burned. Got, they, you know, and what you'll, uh, let's check this real quick. They do, they do, oh, they say sulfur dioxide. They don't mention dioxin. And none of them seem to do it unless it's a casual uh, re- reference at the bottom. I'll come back to that, what that is, if those that don't remember. Now, it says... Is burning, it releases... Fo- now, this is interesting. There's a point we're going to come back to on this, the phosgene and what that means. Because this is th- there's an interesting point to that, but I, w- I don't want to jump the gun because I want to let it, the clip explain it. But so the point is that they're t- pointing in this direction now, a toxic gas that was used as a weapon during World War I and hydro- hydrogen chloride into the air, which then caused, as you just heard, causes when it, shoot, when it, it seeks out the water, which is, you know, everywhere in the atmosphere and then connects with the water molecules and then creates the hydrochloric acid, which then rains on people. But it says they, they voice their concerns about that. Now it says, could this release acid rain? Here's what we know. What is acid rain? What caused acid rain? Is there acid rain in Ohio? Trained rail acid rain could have formed. According to professors, if it did form and fall, it would have most likely occurred in East. Okay. Like this is the kind of dumb this. Is, so what are you saying here? Did you, did you, you're this is a fact check, right? Did they, did they go and look to see if it did? Right. If it did, it would have looked like this. Is that a fact check? Or are you just sidestepping the finding of the truth? It says vinyl chloride in the atmosphere breaks down into this, this component. If in that plume, you got moisture, there may have been, okay. Although there are not many precautions residents can take. I would trust, of course, I would just trust the EPA and they said it's clean. And there's your fact check. Well, authority said so. So you're wrong. You're stupid conspiracy theorist. That's not what they said, in fact. But think about how dumb that is. So yes, this exact situation, as the professor told you, can absolutely lead to that. And we burned a whole lot of it right up in the atmosphere. So then they just go, no, though, it didn't happen, though. Science. (laughs) Okay? So all the material was there. All of the science, scientifically speaking, it should have absolutely caused that. We have evidence of it having rain just like that all over the country. But no, EPA says you're good to go. Cool. Well, don't forget, the EPA also lied to you about what happened after 9-11, and we can prove that. But, you know, trust them now, right? Just blows my mind. Okay, so let's go to what we are seeing as they tell you there's no evidence of this. Here's the local channel. We received a number of photos and phone calls about this. Again, observation, uh, you know, uh, 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 not observational, I'm thinking studies, uh, anecdotal. We received a number of photos and phone calls about this. A mysterious soot-like residue that ended up on people's cars after it rained. Now, it's, guys, this is, ever, and it's very consistent. And we're talking different states. This is in Connecticut. Now, yes, it could be something else. But ask yourself then how, why it would be consistent in this weird radius in different directions around Idaho. I find that impossible to miss. Doesn't mean it couldn't be something else. 
He says, I'm no meteorologist, but I worry, excuse me, whatever's in the air in Ohio has made it all the way to New England. Same stuff. Now, at first, you would look at this, and even for me, I'm like, okay, that could be pollen, right? But the difference is we're seeing it in different areas, in different directions, all around this. Something's wrong, guys. I just don't know how we can't see that. With the, like A lot of people are just kind of choosing to trust that they're telling you the truth. You know, Isn't it also possible that they're just wrong? I find that highly unlikely with what they know, but it's also possible. So it just blows me away that people choose to take their word for it. So Connecticut, New England. Here's an example. Now, again, like I said before, anecdotal. So we don't, we, you know, we can't confirm it. We don't know what they're seeing. We don't know. In this case, for instance, what was on their driveway before this happened, right? But what we can see is rain hitting the ground and oddly bubbling. I hate that TikTok thing. Come on. I hate TikTok. Play. What's going on? Oh, shocking. <laughs> Twitter's freaking out. <laughs> Why isn't it playing? I'll tell you, man. There is something going on with Twitter. I am watching. We're going to get to in a minute where people, there's people being censored like instantly. Like I feel like almost in a secret way, it's worse than before. Like we just can't connect the dots at this point. It's just very strange. Let's see if it loads. There we go. That's that. It is strange. But again, you know, could there have been something there? Could they have dumped soap on the driveway beforehand to make it look like this, to blame by? You know, who knows what partisan people will do today? Both sides of the partisan game would 100% they, they could or would, some of them, lie for their truth, as we keep pointing out. They, you know, well, we know it is bad, so let's pour this out, make it look real so we can make sure Biden gets held accountable. Or who knows? I'm not saying they did this. I'm just saying that I do think people would do that when inside the paradigm but on top of that, I do very clearly think there's a problem. All I'm saying is we can't know individual cases if this is actually what's happening. Now, this one is very, very telling. Okay, for, I'm just going to play the videos for you. First, we have the video, you know, in general showing you where it's being collected. But again, you know, that, that could be vague too, like anything else. But so he collects the water in his glass, and then he shows you what he's finding based so on this kind of high-level test, which, by the way, we're, we're, we're specifically looking at the, uh, the uh, which one was it? Uh, he'll, he'll explain it, the, the acid part of this. But just take note of everything else that's also in this water. <laughs> I mean, my God, lead, copper, iron, mercury, at levels that it shouldn't be in. Like, let's just make sure we understand how crazy that is. But let's focus on the acid part. Here's what he has to say. Here's what he found. So I just tested the rainwater at my house. And this sulfate right here, the color's supposed to be like purple or pink. If you ask me, it's closer to blue. Which looks like 1,200 down parts here on million, the end of the spectrum, meaning that there is sulfate in the rainwater. But again, we're talking about hydrochloric acid. The point, the point is just that there's a lot of people finding a lot of problems right now. What that could ultimately connect to is up for you to decide. But it shows you that there, this rainwater is not looking too good. And we are seeing examples of this stuff pretty much everywhere you look right now. Here is the one I was talking about. So again, this is a clip. This is a content creator who got contacted by a, uh, uh, I forget what it was, an individual that is involved with testing for these kind of problems. 
you know, and, and as a content creator myself, I, I get similar people reaching out, you know, and it's, it's very difficult to engage with every person and vet them and find out what you have to, if you want to do it. Like, like for instance, if somebody reached out to me like this, I wouldn't put this out unless I could confirm that they knew where they, who they were, where they worked and that they saw the testing and so on. But that's, that's just my, that's how I look at it. Now, a lot, a lot of people out there just want to get it out to you just in case. And that's fair too. As long as they say that we haven't vetted this, here's what somebody said. That's kind of what we're doing today in general because nothing's being proven from the government down. So we're going to show you what people are suggesting and what they're saying and what they're seeing because people have a right to express what they're seeing, especially those in Ohio right now who you know are being gaslit. But what he says is this person reached out about the, the uh, pH levels in the water that they're finding as well as the phosgene part we just discussed. So take a listen to this. Got a DM. Okay. Hey man, I'm an environmental scientist living and working in Montreal right now. I've seen your video in the fallout plume. I just want to give you a bit of a further info for any further videos. After doing some testing, the fresh snowfalls around the area are reaching pH levels around four to five, which can be classified as acidic precipitation. Also within the same snowfalls, we're measuring contaminants ranging between 1400 and 1800 parts per million. To put that into perspective better, a pH of four or lower will kill most fish and water with a contaminant part per million above 500 and they're right now finding 1400 to 1800 parts per million. Water with a contaminant part per million above 500 is considered unfit for consumption. This is newly gathered data and I feel without a platform myself, I'm unable to do anything about it. There's little to no coverage of in the media and what you're doing to get the message out is what needs to be done in times like this. This is even crazier. Another thing I have to add, well, yes, there is vinyl chloride in the atmosphere and hydrochloric acid in the cloud systems. A lot of what's being found on the ground actually contains phosgene. Now this sounds legit because I don't, in my last video from the, the uh, Washington Post, they said that phosgene was one of the chemicals that's released when the vinyl chloride is, is uh, burned. Which, you know, take that for what you will. It's very telling to me that the clearly more dangerous and seemingly the most dangerous thing we could possibly talk about in this context, dioxins, is not being mentioned except for very, very, very low at a BBC article and some things like that where the guy speaks up and goes, I would be very, very, very concerned about that. Yeah, this expert tells you three very, and that's barely being mentioned. So the fact that they're all pivoting to phosgene just makes me suspicious, but that appears to be something that is actually happening. So this makes sense. This is lining up with the Washington Post article. Uh, a lot of what's being found on the ground actually contains phosgene. This was used uh, as a chemical weapon in World War I. Very unsafe to be around. Levels we are seeing are not enough to quickly cause long-term effects, but definitely enough to make people sick and cause further complications later in life. Holy shit, man. I, I messaged this guy. I want to do a podcast with this guy, Ace. So that that's the gist of it, right? So this is, you know, in general, we have somebody reaching out to him, telling me seeing that. But, you know, we're, we got a lot of people like that who are, you know, average people who have the know-how or, who, you know, they have the, the research, the, the degrees, whatever, who are speaking up and going, yeah, this doesn't make sense to me. Right. And they just, and it, right. They don't have a platform to speak out. Now, the reason I included this, because I said before that, you know, this kind of stuff is hard to, to vet, is that this next clip I want to show you, I think, makes this very hard to ignore. Before that, though, I wanted to I just grab this real quick to show you. Here is the, the BBC article I was just mentioning. All right, so we're talking about specifically dioxin. Let's see, where was that right here? Dioxin, such, he goes, in addition to vinyl chloride, several of the other substances on the train could form dangerous compounds when burned, such as dioxin. 
They ask the professor at Johns Hopkins University. Here's what he says about dioxin. Now ask yourself if this is the case, and this is what the expert is saying. Why is it not being mentioned? Because this is for sure a byproduct of vinyl chloride when it's burned, and they burned a hell of a lot of it. It says that, as an atmospheric chemist, is something I would want to steer very, very, very clear of. But, but let's not talk about it, though. You see my point? Like, that's concerning to me. Now, even like just like, again, there's there's always cover ups within cover ups like this. When we talk about if that's what's happening, like that, they would go, well, let's let's admit this part of it in hopes they don't realize the bigger part of the story. That's how we get the kind of limited hangout stuff they do all the time. They go, oh, well, here's some stuff and that's it. No more. Hoping that that pacifies you when there's a bigger story behind it. I question whether the entire situation here was that. What else was on the train? What 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 happened in 10 days where it seemed the story was getting very, no, very little coverage? I don't know. But here is the point that connects with what he just said. This is a guy from Canada in Ontario who is literally seeing this up and down every single street. And now this is what you like for just so it's clear. This is, you know, people see this on the streets, you know, when there's oil, gas, you know, from cars, whatever else. But I'm, I've never seen it like this. Every single street, as far as you can look up and down, what it, show, what it tells me, the snow, as he's saying, is melting. And this is what it's causing. And this lines up with exactly what he just told us. seeing snow melt and be this color. We really don't even need the weird music and all the stuff behind it, but just the, just the right there. I mean, look, that's exactly what we're seeing in all the rivers. It's exactly what we're seeing in everything we're looking at. It was on every road I went on around my house. Look at that. I mean, sh- sure. Is it possible that something spilled right there? I mean, certainly possible. It's possible. It's altered. Of course it is. But the point is that we are seeing this everywhere, right? We saw this with Addy's video where he did it himself. We saw it with J.D. Vance's video where he did it himself. Or is it, which was that his name? The, the, the congressman that did it himself. This is what we're seeing. Now think about the fact that if this is true, this is snow reaching Ontario that has within it some kind of compound. And anything we're discussing right now, is dangerous. And if that is happening, these are far, far, far more than parts per billion, let alone or let parts per million, let alone parts per billion. That's dangerous. If that's what we're looking at. That concerns the hell out of me. Now, here is an interesting point. Here's a mainstream report from CBS News from yesterday. Speaking with Aaron Brockovich, of all people, you know, somebody who was involved with exposing the cover up of a previous environmental problem, you know, because the government does nothing if not try to cover it up every possible chance they get. And then they get exposed and they go, oh, bad apples and one time thing. And we did our best with limited information. And right. If you pay attention, it becomes cartoonish how often these things cycle through. This is interesting to me because what she reads in this should should shock the hell out of you. This is what we've been saying from the very first time we opened this story, that they were telling people to come back. When their open coverage said, we don't even know for sure that we that there's lasting problems. They're saying, well, the immediate thing is out of the way. So come on back. But we don't know. Drink bottled water. We're not sure. And now, oh, but there's more chemicals. And everything has continued to develop. Now, here is what she's saying as of yesterday, according to CBS. Another train operated by Norfolk Southern. And she's speaking with some kind of mannequin robot, apparently. <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought I hit play. <laughs> Day morning, this time near Detroit. Officials say the train was carrying various hazardous chemicals. 
But none spilled. No one was hurt in the derailment, and the state's environmental agency said there's no threat to public safety. The incident comes two weeks after a train from that same company derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. Toxic material spilled into the Ohio River, and a controlled explosion sent hazardous chemicals into the air. Residents are now complaining of health issues like respiratory distress in Palestine, Ohio. Toxic material spilled into the Ohio River, and a controlled explosion sent hazardous chemicals into the air. Residents are now complaining of health issues like respiratory I mean, that, that's, not even act, that's not even accurate. It wasn't a controlled explosion. It was a controlled burn. That, that's interesting, especially since my main point is that the explosion would have been quite different, according to all experts, than a surface-level burn of a, pot, of a puddle on the ground or whatever it would look like with an 8-degree eight de- eight Fahrenheit bubbling su- substance, right? But I just find that telling. Distress and headaches. Despite concerns, Ohio Governor Mike Devine says there are no signs the air or water quality is unsafe. Now think about what she just said right there. Did she say you're drinking water? No, she just said no signs that the water is unsafe. Like, you don't realize how wild and irresponsible that is while we have animals dying right now in the rivers and colored water. That, I mean, th- this is my point about corporate media. Nobody holds them to account. That Even if that was just a, a casual slip or, you know, um, uh, an obtuse coverage of it where it doesn't, you know, she meant the drinking water, but she didn't say that. That's crazy. That's still a big deal to me. Far, they've had no detection of contaminants, no detection of contaminants, uh, either outside or in the specific homes where they've been asked. Outside. So, I mean, literally, did he just say outside? I mean, we could prove that's not true. Uh, to monitor. Erin Brockovich joins us now. She's an environmental and consumer advocate. Erin, we just heard from the Ohio governor. Do you think it's safe for East Palestine residents to return? You know, uh, that's a great question to ask. And hi, Catherine. Thank you for having me on. Um, you know, I am sitting here right now that just kind of came across my desk, uh, a letter from the United States EPA dated February 10th, 2023 to Norfolk Southern Railroad. And it concerns me here a little because at the end of the first paragraph, they talk about cars containing vinyl chloride, the butyl acrylate, which has an additive that's benzene, and three other chemicals. And they go on to say that these chemicals are either known to have been or continue to be released to the air, surface, soils, and surface waters. So, so wait one second. Wait one second. I just So the key word here is continue and that this letter is dated February 10th. That doesn't seem to be syncing up with the public timeline that everything was okay. Yeah, yeah. Way way to reiterate exactly what you just said. No, the point is exactly that, right? This is the 10th. They had let him come back before that. And their insinuation is that they very well could still be leaking. You know why they say that? Because they know that the buried substance is still a problem. I mean, that's my opinion. But either way, what they just read and stated on the 10th, you realize it's the 19th at this point. And even before that, they let him come back. That it was that at the very least, the statement says that it could still be leaking out. I mean, there's just no way. There's no way to misunderstand it. At were at best, they didn't know if it was safe and said come back anyway because they're more concerned with accountability. Or really, it, it could be more more sinister than that. Maybe they want people to get sick. Who ultimately knows? But that's wild. 
I know, and that's what's concerning me. And it just came uh, across to me via email, and I read the last sentence. Chemicals are known to have been or continue to be released to the air, surface soils, and surface waters. So to answer your question, is it safe? There is so much confusion and so much information. And then reading something like this, I would tell you, I would certainly feel uncomfortable and not safe. Let's take a look at some video. It was shot by Senator J.D. Vance and what appears to be a sort of fluorescent sludge. Based on your decades of experience, what are we looking at? You could be looking at VOCs in the water. You could also be looking at bacteria that are in the that this was happening in the state of Ohio. They made a decision to dig a hole and take all the chemicals, the liquid chemicals from the rail cars and dump it into an unlined hole, hence why we're going to have a big water issue. And they so lit let me just, it on let me just, fire. Let me, let me just jump in here. So what you're saying here is you think the early procedures may have contaminated the water table in Palestine. Yes, because there is a governor's press release that was sent out on the 6th of February. And Norfolk being in charge chose to dig a hole and they took the liquid hazardous materials from the train cars and dumped it down that hole. Now, that's just going to go straight to the aquifer. Then they lit it on fire, which created that huge black cloud that we've all seen. And what's concerning about that is because this is organic matter and carbon and you've lit it on fire, you've created a dioxin problem that there will fall out on roofs and soils and in the water. So it looks like a situation was mishandled on the upfront that created a worse scenario. Exactly. That's exactly what I said. The very first thing we covered on this. Now, the point is that that's not it, it, it's slipped out on CBS nobody at a high level of Fox, CNN, no one's talking about this. I just can't wrap my mind around that. And let's be clear. There is nothing going on around this situation that is more concerning, as far as I can tell with my research, than dioxins. As I'll, I'll come back to that point in the, one of the next segments, that ultimately, is, as this one expert points out, almost every single big disaster in the past, like DDT and all these different things, were, be, were involving di- dioxins. It's, and it, if, if it is as big as he thinks it is, this is the biggest disaster we've ever seen. But no one's talking about it. And it's Aaron Brockovich can clearly point that out. So let's talk about the, the process here, the process used by Norfolk. Have you ever seen this uh, as a standard operating procedure in other derailments? No. And, you know, I get a lot of emails coming in from different railroads, and they're very concerned about how operating procedures have changed, how maintenance has changed, how there's infrastructure issues not being addressed, and whether or not this was listed as class one, there's confusion that it was or wasn't. Now, ultimately, it gets into, you know, there's... The direction always goes where we need to make this better, right? Infrastructure. And now this is my point from the beginning is that even like even if you call out what she just did and say that the choices they made as dumb and stupid and obviously wrong as they were were an accident they just made the wrong choice with limited information or whatever they always say and then they throw somebody under the bus and they go well here we are now let's make it better here's our solution that we came up five years ago great reset whatever 
I mean, that's hard to miss. My point, though, in all of this is they have a history, guys, of actively misleading you. The EPA in particular, let alone the government at large. It is everywhere you look if you just care to understand it. Now, here are some examples of far outside the area, in some cases, that they say is supposed to be safe or that's supposed to be dangerous, far outside the dangerous quarantine zone or whatever they're calling it. This is from Daily Mail exclusive. This is from the 17th. Toxic cloud left Ohio family coughing up blood and forced them to flee their newly purchased home as creek water turned blue, I assume a bad blue, and wildlife disappeared after chemical train disaster. Sounds pretty consistent to what we're seeing. Despite living outside the designated danger of death zone created by the February 3rd Norfolk Southern derailment, the couple revealed wildlife had fled and they now fear their newly bought 15-acre property two miles from chemical train disaster may have may never be repaired. They were forced to leave because they had aggressive symptoms outside the area. Now, you can read this for yourself. You'll find this stuff everywhere. Now, here's an example. Again, you find this is Pittsburgh, 50 miles away. Now, this, for example, though, you know, couldn't that just be oil on the ground or the kind of spots we see in parking lots? It certainly could be. But what they're claiming is that it's all over the place. And you see those little spots after it rained. But wouldn't that make more sense that it would be kind of everywhere? I don't know. My point is that you're seeing this popped up and everyone's pointing at it, some of which could just be, look, you know, kind of the, the broad net sweeping up things that aren't related. Just want to show you what we're seeing. Now, here is an example of what she was kind of half mentioning right there. And to me, this one finds, this one seems harder to believe. Just because I don't see any other examples of this. This is pretty far away. And that we're talking about... Um, Oh, wait, no, no, never mind. This is the one that's closest. She, she's of East Palestine. So it's a close area. So that may, may, that may be why it would make more sense. But I would wonder why we haven't seen more of this if it's that close. Just giving you my thoughts. But that doesn't mean we know this is not true. Like, I don't think we know what, we, what to expect. And that's the point that a lot of these experts are making. We've never really seen something at this level. So what she's saying is that they're displaying green water they retrieved from their own property following this whole problem. Of course, Norfolk Southern claims that their, you know, hired group, the one, the group that's been involved with all the cover-ups of the past, accidentally asked her to sign a hold harmless agreement. The water they pulled from around their property after the chemical release. Last week, Caitlin says that Norfolk Southern, the company that operated the train, came to the door to test for toxins in their home. But before they could, they would need to sign this document. We were told that they were an independent testing agency. Before they could enter the premises, they handed us a contract. Um, the contract was essentially, you know, to um, be able to get onto the property, uh, but also at the bottom was a hold harmless agreement. It states that upon signature, the landowner agrees to hold harmless the company for any and all legal claims, personal injury or property damage. She refused to sign. So if I get this straight, Norfolk Southern essentially asked you to sign a hold harmless agreement in exchange for testing? Correct. And you did not sign? Correct. Would they give you the, the paper? They did not give us the paper. I asked if I could take a physical picture with my cell phone of the paper, and I did. Ohio Senator J.D. Vance is outraged. We, we, we contacted Norfolk Southern right away, and yeah, the answer yeah. that they gave us, not joking, was that was an accidental indemnification agreement. We didn't mean to give her that one. We gave her the wrong one. Okay? Come on. Yeah, right. I'm with him at that. Like, are we going to pretend that they've got multiple versions of this document they printed up and they just happened to give? Like, so what does that mean? They've got ones that they're never going to use on the side? 
I mean, that's a straight up lie. There's no way around that. This is included, guys. And with the same things we see everywhere, we see Hurricane Katrina, or was it Katrina? Or I forget that, I think it was Katrina, the disaster, the, the hurricane, where people were given documents for relief from the government as an American who pays taxes. And they wouldn't give them anything unless they signed the document at the bottom that said they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't join BDS and, and call out the state of Israel. And you, this, is, this is absolutely verified a thousand times over in Texas. And everywhere else, by the way. Don't forget, it's the same governor at the time who signed the document saying that it was illegal to be a part of BBS and that you, wouldn't, you weren't allowed to speak. The point is, guys, the government does whatever they want. And this is and that it's showing you either foreign interests or corporations pushing their hand. In this case, trying to get indemnity for their actions secretly, surreptitiously. My God, here, here's, a, here's the coverage of it. This is East Palestine residents refuse to sign hold harmless forms. And I basically just watched the clip. These incorrect forms were immediately pulled. The problem was corrected and discovered. I just don't buy that at all. Wild. Here's the video if you want to watch it yourself. Now, here's the claim about animals dying. All right, so I went over this document, this uh, fact check the other day, but I want to reiterate the animals part of it because this is really alarming to me. The claim, they say, is animals in the area are dying. Like, the immediate area. They go, well, just aquatic stuff. That's it. No evidence. There does not to be, they say they don't have any evidence of non-aquatic animals. And literally, the two paragraphs later, well, first of all, they say there is anecdotal reports, which, by the way, is evidence. But let's pretend like they don't understand the difference between evidence and proof. You want to know what proof is? This next statement. 20 families as of February 13th, and some of the animals were diagnosed by the veterinarian with vinyl chloride poisoning. Yeah, let's pretend we're not talking fish, guys. We're talking dogs and cats and animals in the area. So we're going to pretend that that's not evidence. Well, it's, it's proof is what it is. You've got a veterinarian proving that these families have animals that got sick because of what happened. And yet they're straight up going, nope, just fish. I mean, ask why even USA Today thinks it's, it's, it's allowable for them to state that and say, but then, and look, they don't follow up. They don't right underneath that go, but that clearly is evidence. And so they're wrong. They don't do that. I just can't believe that. The risk remains low, they said. Dead fish and cattle have been reported hundreds of miles away. It says there so far has been no evidence of harm to wildlife, livestock, other than the roughly the fish. You may, let's go ahead and make sure we know that's not true. And they're still maintaining this line as of right now. And here, just the thread from Canola the Great. This is just one of the examples. There's a lot of them. This is a fox keeper just outside the evacuation zone saying one of his foxes died. And all have been acting sick since the vinyl chloride burn. And this is the picture we've shown you. I think it's in here. Oh, actually, I think I've got that. Um, yeah, right here. News has been hearing all of your calls about your animals suffering and getting sick, some even dying. And it's not just causing problems for the animals, it's also causing problems for their owners as well. Taylor Holzer and his family run Parker Dairy. It's just outside East Palestine's original evacuation zone. Taylor is an ODNR registered fox keeper. A couple of his foxes broke their legs trying to run after the initial derailment. One of his foxes even died. Out of nowhere, he right, just so you understand that this is and this is what's interesting to think about. These animals are were so acutely aware that there was a problem that they broke their legs trying to get away from this. <laughs> right? Think about that. They know what's going on because they're you know it's inherent. They're fight or flight. They kicked in. They're like we're being poisoned. That's my opinion, but that's interesting. 
And then we get to the fact of what happened to the ones that got stuck dealing with it. Just started coughing really hard and just shut down. And um, he had liquid diarrhea and just went very fast. Taylor tells me all of his foxes have been sick and acting different since the weekend. Some have yeah. abnormally puffy faces, including the one he's holding. Right. He says they are not eating properly. All of this perfectly aligns with the, the byproducts and the side effects of what we're talking about, by the way. Many are dealing with stomach issues and are acting lethargic. Everything. This isn't how a fox should act. He's very weak, limp. He, his eyes are very like watery and weepy. Some of the foxes are pacing rapidly in their pen, another right. sign they are not well. Taylor says the train derailment is causing all of these issues. Smoke and chemicals from the train, uh, it's the only thing that could cause it because it doesn't just happen out of nowhere. The chemicals that we're being told are safe in the air, that's definitely not safe. For the animals. It's for animals or people. Yeah, come on. What, what a dumb question. Are you really going to pretend that because if it's hurting that size of an animal or, or a fish for that matter? If it's hurting those things, that means it's having some effect on your body. You just may be bigger, so you're not having immediate side effects. But I guarantee you that's going to cause long-term effects if it's killing something. I mean, I should, I'm, not a, I'm not the high-level expert. I can say I would think that. That'd be my guarantee. But my point being is that it's pretty obvious to me that it translates. I think that's proven. It's, it's, and, we're, and somebody mentioned about being able to smell it. I've got an interesting point about that, because don't forget, they were very clearly stating, well, you can smell it in the area, but don't worry, it's actually safe because we tested it. Well, I'm going to prove to you based on their own documentation that if you can smell it, that, that argues a certain level of PPM, and that's dangerous. Taylor hopes justice is served for the animals and people of East Palestine. People's cats are getting sick and dying, and people's other birds that they have in their house that wow. they weren't being able to evacuate either. Just, it's not safe. Yeah, nice. Cut him off. <laughs> now, like you heard at the beginning of this story, one of Taylor's foxes did die. He now has to get a necropsy on that fox to determine the cause of death for it. Now, every animal owner, whether it's a pet or an agricultural animal, a farm animal, poultry, this has to be done. A necropsy has to be done to determine that cause of death. There are a few ways of going uh, about this. To set one up, pet owners, like for a dog or a cat, must contact their veterinarians, farm animal, and poultry owners. They have to contact the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And companion animal owners, they have to contact the Ohio State University. All right. Now, guess what he's talking about? All right. This was on February 9th, right? Well, this is the point. Jumping forward to the USA Today fact check to February 16th, where they pretend it's not happening and then reiterate that those animals that were diagnosed with viral chloride poisoning. Gee, what a shock. But let's pretend like they can't put that together and they're still going, wait a minute, fake news, because we don't know. We don't know if the vaccines are dangerous. We can't confirm that. Virus is fake news. We don't know for sure. How long can they pretend we're uncertain? This is my point. If you're uncertain, then you're putting people in danger by telling them that it's okay. If Dubai is saying, come on back, we know it's safe, and they're otherwise going, we're not sure. How do you make sense of that other than the criminal activity? Criminal being criminal cover-up or criminal malfeasance, because that is a crime, meaning the government's lack of, they, that they take actions that are dangerous for you, because I, whatever, fill in the intention behind that. I just think this is everywhere, everywhere you look. Now, here is an example that I'm seeing circulate, but I'm, I'm more skeptical about this one because of things we've seen before this. Also, because it seems that there's just, you know, there's now five, six, seven birds in the parking lot. We know, I, I've seen... Interestingly, a lot, 
we've already shown you these videos before, like before COVID, even like in relation to like 5G possible, like these weird instances of like birds just dropping out of the sky. Remember, we've been talking about that since throughout COVID for the most part with other reasons and even before. So it's odd now that we see kind of something similar. And the assumption is that it must be Ohio. It, we could ask that question, but this is my point about being careful with this stuff. Dead birds don't automatically mean that we know for sure that's what's happening. He's five hours away from Palestine. But it could be. So we should consider that. But the usual characters are out there saying this is for sure what you think it is. I can't go along with that, guys. I'm tired of these high level people acting. It's false certainty. And they're tricky. They're whether they know it or not, they're hurting the truth when they do that. So here is what you should consider could possibly be connected to this. Hey, guys, I don't know what to think about this right now, but I'm in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm about five hours south of East Palestine, where the trains derailed and released toxic chemicals into the air. Well, it's a heavy overcast today in Lexington, and it's raining, and birds are falling out of the sky and dying in the parking lot right now. Look. Now, as you can you can see, just you know, you got a picture of one bird, and you know, and some over the parking lot. Right. And on top of everything else, it could just be that that's fake too. like everything else we're saying. I kind of don't think that I've seen a lot of examples of this kind of stuff happening because of everything else we're doing. It could be also just other pollutions before this in the sky. You know what? Pollutants in the sky. But either way. And by the way, this I think this is where it originally came from. I'm not sure about that. Either way, as always, the bigger people that later share it never give shout outs to the people that actually shared it first, as always, which tells you something about their character. So if you want to help me out and share this video, that'd be great. Yeah, so check it out. Look at it. It's important. It definitely could be connected. I think if we're seeing this stuff as far as what we've already talked about, it's certainly possible that this could be connected. My only reason I'm you know, saying that is because of how far away it is and the fact that it doesn't seem like, or rather that we've seen a lot of examples of stuff like this up until now. Just a thought. But that being said, here again is Addy's video. You know, just showing you the, the fact that he's seen this. I mean, we actually, we, we, just, we pretty much saw this already, but I wanted to shout out to Addy in general on the ground. Addy Ads, make sure you follow him give him some shout outs. He's doing great work, putting himself at risk by being there on the ground. But uh, here, just, we could just play it real quick to show you what he saw. We're in there. Just all the dead animals and fish and frogs and everything else. Same thing JD Vance was showing and everything. You can see how it did. Look at this. Angle it's on the other side of the rock. See that? Look at that. God, that's just so gross. That all the colors. Look at that. I mean, again, tell me that doesn't look exactly like what we're seeing on the ground in Canada. Certainly could just be that it's oil or whatever else, but not what I think. Doesn't seem to be the case. Now back to dioxin, which is important. Now, this, I'm not going to go through it all again. Just want you guys can read this for yourselves. This is from Eric Coppolino. He's saying that it's not just what was in the tanker cars. It's what happens when they burn and combine, as we've been hearing. This may be the largest dioxin plume in world history. I know of no more serious release ever. So the point is, and this is what he theorizes might be the kind of reach of this, which is very concerning. But see, then you got other people saying kind of east of the Mississippi, where this seems to be going, you know, all the way over to Idaho. You know, everyone's got different opinions. And this is where, you know, instead of the EPA and the government stepping in and going too much fake news or disinformation circulating, how about you step in and explain what's really going on then? How about you explain, well, yeah, here's what we're dealing with. Here's dioxins. Here's what could be going on. And just being like, well, we don't know how far, but here's what could be happening. Here's the extreme. Here's what we think is the least possible. 
Nope, <laughs> none of that. But in fa- instead, they're happy to allow people to guess all over the place so they can step in and go liars everywhere while not giving you information, while in fact being caught lying to you about the full breadth of what's going on. Now, he points out what few people remember is how the town of uh, Times Beach, Missouri, was evacuated, was then purchased by the federal government, leveled to the ground, or had its zip code removed from far, far less dioxin than what we're currently dealing with. It's now a state park, which apparently no one goes to, but the point here is that this is dangerous. And he says dioxins are connected to every other toxin issue that ever lived, from DDT to PCBs to Roundup. Monsanto, glyphosate, they are orders of magnitude above in their efforts, though it's worth reading this for some background. If you want to check it out, we went over it before. Bottom line is, this is very, very concerning. The dioxins, as we just pointed out, are not being discussed or even, and I pointed out the BBC where the expert was like, yeah, yeah, that's, I would be steer very, very, very clear of that. Aaron Brockovich points it out, seemingly no one else getting into it. Here's even on the 6th, as I pointed out before, just talking about the burn side effects, not really pointing at specifically dioxin, but another expert telling you that in his opinion, all the way back in the 6th, this is as high of a level as we can get. An expanded evacuation zone now stretches by one mile by two miles, right? And the people outside of that are having dead animals and everything else happening. Inhaled by the burning chemical could be deadly. It says Kurt Rhodes, an environmental engineer and associate professor for Care Western Reserve University, is talking about this. And he says when asked, when they asked him, Put this on a scale of one to 10 for us. The burning of the chemicals. He said, I mean, certainly if I lived near this, I would be be close to a 10 for me and my family. If I lived in that community, I would be at a 10 getting out and protecting my family. He's talking about afterward, guys, when they told you it was safe. According to the environmental engineer, the major impact will be felt for years to come as the chemical gets into the ground water and dissipates to nearby wells used for drinking water. But trust them. They tested it. It's fine. This is like what they, as long as they look at the talk to the right experts and the experts saying otherwise are disinformation, conspiracy theory. That's all they got these days. And just so you can see from the EPA themselves, dioxins are called, and this, I guess I was right. I forget what the PEP is, but POP is the acronym. Persistent organic pollutants, meaning they take a long time to break down once they are in the environment. Years, possibly longer. And if you let that stuff soak into the ground like they did for the most part, then that is going to be a problem for a long time. Dioxins are highly toxic and cause cancer, reproductive and developmental problems. What else is doing that? What a coincidence. Damage to the immune system. Look at that. And can interfere with hormones. It's almost like this is just the same thing from a different angle, isn't it? I got something very interesting we'll get to in a moment that you'll find very, very alarming if it's even connected. But I want to point out censorship-wise that we have the, the UAE exotic falconry finance account that was really early on this topic was brought back. Now they're back. But it's interesting you'll find what, li- what tweet, it seems, they were censored for. Isn't this very, very telling? I got the distribution map. Oh, you mean the map that's now being discussed, but before you... It's like, it's almost, and here's what's more interesting. This is from the... the uh, what is it? NOAA. I forget what the... My point is these links that are supposed to be distribution maps aren't showing up the, the full link is there you can see it right there but the, oops the website is still there which is the national oceanic and atmospheric administration everything else on the site seems to work but for whatever reason these three distribution maps about what's going on in ohio just don't open anymore i wonder why that is you can't well, page can't be found <laughs> i found that to be ridiculous myself but my point is 
that this. Um... Oh, that's interesting. Check this out. Oh no, that's different. Ooh, I almost almost closed it. So here was the, here was what I was talking about. Here is a you know these were gone. My point is that this what he this what he shared the NOAA high split model particle cross sections. Now they're arguing this is where this would go. Now look how far that is. Are they telling people in New York there's a problem? No, but I argue it's far worse than just what they're showing right there based on what we can tell. But that their own model seems to be alarmingly worse than what they're even telling people. I mean, think about how crazy stupid that is. Now. All of these aren't there, but now he's back, by the way, or whatever he or she who runs this account, which is weird, though, that it was censored. It, this is what I keep seeing you, Twitter does. They seem to bring people back right away, but it seems that there's a lot of accidental, if you can hear me doing air quotes, censorship, when it's really important. Now, right in the two, three-day period when the narrative is mostly controlled, oops, we, we accidentally ran a censor you, are bad, and then bring them back after the fact. Just, just an observation. Here's another deleted account, which is why I wanted to show you that first one. Or technically, excuse me, not an account, but this one's been deleted by the author. Which, don't forget, the way Twitter censorship works is they force you to delete your tweet unless to, to allow you to come back. But outwardly, nobody can see that. So I don't know if that's what happened here. I, I, also interesting that it's connected to North Chapel Hill Biolab 4. It's pretty telling But what we're talking about. Here's the tweet that was censored from the top. Cognitive dissident, the one talking about the HH, HHS document. After 17 years of inactivity, that they changed the document. Isn't that interesting? That's now been either forced to be censored or he pulled it down. It's definitely true. I'll, sh I'll show it to you next. Did, did Twitter make him censor that? I don't know. Here's what the, the uh, response to that was, which is now gone because this one's gone. The Ohio train deremount, der derailment happened. Actually, no, now that I look at it, it looks like maybe this person. Let's see. Limits who can see it. Yeah, so she protected her tweets. I don't, who knows why? Maybe she's being attacked. Here's what she said. The Ohio train derailment happened on February 3rd. Note that in January, a draft on vinyl chloride was submitted to the OHHS for review, which we're going to show you. The full PDF is right here. We'll show you next. Here's some headlines and NHS project results I got when I searched out the peer-reviewed list. And of course, this is where it connects to Chapel Hill and so on. The point, though, is that they changed risk profile for vinyl chloride less than a month like you know what a two weeks less than that before this happened it's pretty ridiculous and i just think it's interesting this is no longer there okay to the point here is the document from the hhs toxicology profile for vinyl chloride january 2023 and you'll see very clearly that the version history the last time they talked about this was 2006. Last time they altered this document. And guess what it says? Final toxicology profile released. So what changed, right? If it was the final report, even though it does say that four times, why would it change, right? Did they, did they learn more about it? Were they studying it more? I don't, I, I don't see any evidence of that. Sure enough, that doesn't mean it's not there. But then it says draft for public comment profile released. So, uh, arguably, that means it's still going to change, by the way, which is pretty concerning. But why would that happen, and why would it suddenly be different all of a sudden? That's a good question. So here is the last Wayback Machine update archived from the 2006 update, which, by the way, is just frustrating because I, what, I was in, what I wanted to find specifically was this graph or this, you know, this little 
yeah, graph, where it's talking about the concentrations and the risk. Because it appears, and I'll show you next, that in the past they've discussed, as I even showed over here. Oh, no, that wasn't the one. I think it's right here. Yeah, perfect. Oh, no, here, I'm jumping ahead. I'll get to it. <laughs> and the point is that I wanted, I wanted to show this graph because we're going to get to where their own documents in the past discuss that these levels are much lower, as low as 100 parts per million that can be dangerous. Now, it seems to say something quite different, but the only thing I can compare it to is the 2006 update. But what I'm going to do my best to do, and the, my point is that doesn't have this graph in there. Right. It's just I've looked at the whole thing. It's not there. But what I've done, it's gone through this as best I can and plucked out the things that I think best kind of encapsulate the overall risk and the numbers that they were talking about. So the question should be, did they alter the concentration to make it less dangerous or to make it the number higher, the acceptable level of vinyl chloride, you know, that they just accidentally released in levels we've never seen before, make it look like it's less dangerous when it's that high. Nothing of not self-serving. Now. We've talked about these numbers all the way down here. You know, you can see, like, this is what I find very strange. First of all, you only find human on here once, which doesn't mean that animal doesn't apply to human, but it's weird that right here it says acute human dizziness disorientation at 8,000 to 25,000 parts per million. Okay, but what's weird is that there's no other human listing except this whole top part says humans and animals. Everything else says animal. Very strange to me. Are you telling me that 300,000 parts per million doesn't have an effect on a human. <laughs> doesn't that seem strange? Maybe that's part of what they, what they added, removed. I don't know. But what we do know is that you can go all the way down here to 50 to 300 parts per million. Parts per million. Guess what it says for in, in, intermediate animal? Death. Decreased body weight, increased liver weight, decreased testes weight, histopathological changes in the liver. Liver apparently is the big problem. And then chronic animal death, decreased body weight and so on. Same stuff. So apparently this can kill animals at 500 to uh, rather, yeah, at 50, 300. But apparently that, that we're not talking about humans at that level. What level, what size of animal? I mean, we will, we'll go through the other part of it, but you can go all the way up here. And what I'm going to show you is at, at 3000, for example, which shows you some very serious problems. We can prove that basically what we've seen this already in these areas, they told them they were safe. Now, let's go to the document of 2006 and show you what I found. What, and I find these just in a general sense to be very important. They just ask, what is vinyl chloride? It says vinyl chloride has a mild, sweet odor, which may become noticeable at 3,000 parts vinyl chloride per million. Okay, so if it only becomes aware you only become noticeable of the smell at 3,000 parts per million well what are they telling you right now what that can do to animals let's just let's go all the way down here apparently that can kill an animal at 500 or 300 1,000 plus decreased liver weight pre-neoplastic liver lesions decreased body weight gain here's 2,500 3,000 increased liver weight ureter uh, ureter dilation in feet in basically fetuses Increased kidney weight, histopathological changes we just read, increased liver weight, 5,000 lung tumors. Okay, so clearly 3,000 parts per million, if you could smell it, is a problem. Even though we've already proven to you that they've told you, point blank, you can smell it, but the danger has passed. Remember that? We all saw that. They're lying. Based on their own documents, I'll say they're lying, because that's what it says right there. Here is a continuation. It says... 
Vinyl chloride in the air breaks down in a few days, resulting in the formulation of several other chemicals, including hydrochloric acid, formaldehyde, and carbon dioxide. So again, their own document made it very clear that this is going to be able to break down into vinyl into hydrochloric acid rain. I just think that's exactly what everyone's saying. My own, by the way, if you go through the current document, most of what we're showing you now isn't in there. Why is that? Especially things like this. Didn't change. You can look it up elsewhere. Still the case. This one's concerning as hell to me. How can vinyl chloride enter and leave my body? If vinyl chloride gas it contacts your skin, which clearly it did to a lot of people out there, tiny am- amounts may pass through the skin and enter your body. Vinyl chloride is more likely to enter your body when you breathe air or drink water containing it, which is clearly the problem right now. This could occur near certain factories or hazardous waste sites or in the workplace. At low levels, so less than 20 parts per million, most of the vinyl chloride that you breathe or swallow enters your body rapidly, then travels throughout your body. Great. When some portions of it reaches your liver, your liver changes it into several substances. So we're talking less than 20 parts per million. We're talking way down here, which, by the way, apparently can almost cause death to an animal. But not you, though. Okay. Well, it says when some portions it reaches your liver, it changes it to several substances. So internally, your liver changes it into other dangerous substances is what what it's going to get to. Most of these new substances also travel in your blood. Now, think about this. What does this do alongside mRNA, spike protein, whatever else? I don't know. I've got one thing I'll show you in a moment that you'll think is pretty crazy. Once they reach your kidneys, they leave your body in your urine. Most of the vinyl chloride is gone from your body a day after you breathe or swallow it. The liver, however, makes some new substances that do not leave your body as rapidly. A few of these new substances are more harmful than vinyl chloride. Great. So your liver actually increases the problem if you ingest or breathe or ingest vinyl chloride because they react with chemicals inside your body that interfere with the way your body normally uses or responds to these chemicals. Fantastic. Some of these substances react in your liver, and depending on how much vinyl chloride, and there's your problem with how high this seems to be, you breathe in may produce damage there. So you may be immediately, and that's kind of the point of most of these things, liver damage seems pretty ubiquitous at almost any level. So it says, your body needs more time to get rid of these changed chemicals but eventually removes them as well. If you breathe or swallow more vinyl chloride than your liver can chemically change, which potentially is where we're dealing with right now, you will breathe out excess vinyl chloride. Chapter three contains more information about how vinyl chloride enters your body, leaves and enters your body. And realize just the low levels we're talking about are, can- are potentially cancer, cancer causing. Now it says if you breathe high levels of vinyl chloride, you will feel dizzy or sleepy, which is what we're hearing by these people. They're t- feeling dizzy. They're feeling... That's high levels of vinyl chloride. Now, we're not even talking about long-term effects. What they're saying is immediate concentration in the air. So if right now you're living in this area or two miles away or five miles away and you're feeling dizzy or sleepy by breathing the air, then there's a high concentration. I would be willing to argue it's probably not as far away as we're talking about. That's why I argue we're getting into the dachshunds and everything else. That's my opinion. But if you're in this area right now, though, even the internal one-mile area that they're telling people to come back to, there's reports of people feeling just like that. These effects occur within five minutes if you're exposed to about 10,000 parts per million. 
to the, according to the new report, that puts you at a really high level of risk. Heart problems, necrosis, dizziness, disorientation. It's right there. It has a mild, sweet odor. If you breathe still higher levels, so 25,000 parts per million, you may even pass out. That's just immediate response. You can rapidly recover, however, if you just breathe fresh air. That's just waking up, as it were, but the long term is the problem. Some people get a headache, which is what we're hearing pretty much everywhere, when they breathe fresh air immediately after breathing very high levels. So anyway, you spin this. The side effects we're seeing seem to be associated with high levels. People who breathe extremely high levels of vinyl chloride can die. Studies in animals show that extremely high levels of vinyl chloride can damage the liver, lungs, and kidneys. These levels also can can damage the heart and prevent blood clotting. That's interesting. Prevent blood clotting. Just, just who knows if that's connected or let's burn let's burn all this to stop the vaccine problem. I don't think that's what's happening. It's just interesting to see these overlaps. Either way, you know, you could look at it as some kind of surreptitious plan to do something, or it could just be that these are people that really don't care about your safety while that's their entire mandate, or they claim it is. The effects of ingesting vinyl chloride are unknown. Think about that. Unknown. If you spill liquid vinyl chloride in your skin, it will numb the skin and produce redness and blisters. We've seen examples of people having rashes in, in the close areas. Some people who have breathed vinyl chloride for several years have changed in the structure of their livers. So if you're living in the area, that could be potentially something you're dealing with. People are more likely to develop these changes if they breathe high levels of vinyl chloride. Some people who have worked with vinyl chloride have nerve damage and others develop an immune reaction. So that's autoimmunity or, or uh, uh, um, I always blank on the uh, autoimmunity or immunosuppressed. Some people have been wor- worked with vinyl uh, immune. The lowest levels that produce liver changes, nerve damage, and immune reaction in people are not known. Fantastic. So they don't even know how the what level the lowest is that can cause nerve damage and liver changes. Certain jobs related to PVC production expose workers to very high levels. Finally, results from several studies have suggested that breathing air or drinking water containing moderate levels of 100 parts per million, not billion, parts per million, of vinyl chloride might increase your risk of cancer. A hundred parts per million. The highest level on this now, I mean, look, even the highest, even human mention is over 8,000. Think about that. And this is the point that what people are arguing is that they altered the risk level from 100 parts per million to a much higher number. At, ver- at the very least, you can see right here on the their HHS's own document prior to January 2023 that they tell you that 100 parts per million, which I guarantee that level is higher. That is, that is the, lo- the level we're talking down here. And just so we're clear, by the way, that is the range at which animals die, according to this new chart. Increases your risk of cancer. But come on back. Right? We are currently aware that that level is high, but come on back. It's okay. Drink the water. I just think this is obscene. At best, they are withholding information, or rather just telling you to come back when they don't know if it's safe. But I argue they're withholding information. And get this, this is just adding insult to injury. This is as of Thursday. This is not days ago. FEMA advises Governor DeWine is not, or rather Ohio is not eligible for assistance. So the Biden administration basically just said, or rather the FEMA's under Biden's administration is saying, sorry, 
Not We're not going to help. I mean, think about the kind of ridiculous ways that they've helped in other ways that they're not even remotely connected to. But here's an example of something where the government, at, at least in some ways, is responsible for, and they're not even going to step in to help. Not that they'd make it better, by the way. <laughs> Who knows? My point, though, is that that's how this is supposed... The whole thing is this is what we pay taxes for in this regard, or what we're told. Again, these are the illusions we're fed. My point is, under that illusion, this is what they're supposed to do. The, the emergency management is that they're supposed to go and help the American people that are suffering, whether it's an accident or whether it's by malfeasance or whether it's by choice. But apparently not now. Now, this one is something that was sent to me just before. Uh, this is as of from today or yesterday, excuse me. East Palestine, Palestine family uh, demands answers as FEMA begins cleanup efforts. So I find this interesting that on Thursday they were going, we're not going to help and hadn't up until then but apparently now are helping. So what does that tell you? Why would they first say we can't or won't help and then do so? I, You know, I, I have all sorts of things that makes me think. I don't really know ultimately what it would mean, but I think that there's a lot going on here that we, that it, it shows you that there are things happening that we are just not being told. Now, whether that's because they think we're too dumb to handle it or there's bigger conspiracies behind it all, I really don't know. Either way, it's dishonest, isn't it? Either way, your government is not telling you the full risk and that's crazy when you're the one suffering that risk. Here's what it says. An East Palestine family is stepping up and demanding answers the day that FEMA officials came to their hometown following a toxic train derailment earlier in the month. Again, see, isn't it funny how they say that? The train derailment did not cause this. Their actions caused this. It's like everything else they do. The announcement that federal resources were coming to Northeast Ohio came from Governor DeWine on the 17th. Right. So a couple days later, they go, oh, they changed their mind, I guess. I don't know. Norfolk Southern also said they would be issuing extensive aid throughout the recovery process. As far as I know, they only put down a million dollar deposit, as they called it, I guess, on the down, which is a weird way to put it. But that they're going to we're going to we're doing more. That's just to show you that we're here to help. Oh, by the way, since somebody mentions it in the chat, don't forget that the whole balloon thing, seeing as that just kind of dissipated into the background was happening right when this was going on, right? The fourth is when they shot down that balloon. Let that sink in about what was happening during that time frame. Following, and then some people argue it was just a weather balloon that was put up by a group inside the United States, by the way. And they actually believe that was their balloon that got shot down. But, you know, China did it. And that's all the Republican side of it. It certainly could be. But I, I like evidence. I don't know about you. But following further discussions with FEMA tonight, they will be deploying these helps or the help. It says, meanwhile, Jamie Koza said the home belonging to her and her family located near a creek that has been filled with dead fish said, uh, declared their home as unlivable. Quote, I was told that my house was safe to go into because I threw a fit. The railroad sent the toxicology toxicologist down and deemed it not safe to go into. Think about that. Guys, this is on the 17th, 18th. What they're saying is Norfolk Southern sent down somebody inside the area and they were told themselves that their own house wasn't safe but they told people to come back a week ago i mean there's there's no debating this anymore we're being lied to uh, at, i mean look at the at the best case scenario they're just terrible at their jobs and aren't aware that it's at risk i don't believe that for a second are you telling me the epa wouldn't be aware of all of this if we're just talking about it on the show are you, are you telling us that they're not aware that this toxicologist is aware themselves that these houses within the area aren't safe? <laughs> Come on. Koza said the community have plenty of reasons not to trust the railroad company after the railman and its subsequent chemical release. 
Yeah, an endless amount of reasons. Koza said she and the surrounding community will have a David and Goliath battle with them, which has since reopened the railroad. That was, and so that that's the thing. Think about that. The railroad is up and running again, running over a buried amount of vinyl chloride in the ground, which is ridiculous and dangerous. So that's where we are with this, where they are currently telling people within the area that they a week ago told them they were safe to go home and drink the water, that their own house is not safe to go in. Why isn't that on on Fox and CNN? Like this is local news covering it in Ohio. Where's everybody else? That was yesterday. This is a big deal. And I do think that there are things being covered up with this as well, even though it's actually real. Now, here's just one last point before we finish on a couple abstract points about something I really want you to consider is possible, but we haven't proven. I want to be really clear about that. I argue we haven't even fully proven that this substance is even potentially in these injections. But just in case, 2005, theoretical study of binding of metal-doped graphene sheet and carbon nanotubes with dioxin. Interesting. Using density functional theory, we have theoretically studied dioxin. Same thing we're talking about. Binding on a graphene sheet of carbon nanotubes. Finding that they can be effective absorbents for dioxin in the presence of calcium atoms. Isn't that interesting? So essentially, that... If this was something that was in this, which potentially could be in people's bodies, all sorts of hypotheticals, argument would be that this would be an effective absorbent for the very dangerous chemical that was just released in mass around the country. That's very weird, isn't it? Now, that's all, that's the, that's that's all that's the only connection there. And I argue for very certainly that we haven't proven that that is, in fact, what's in these things. But I've shown you a thousand times over that graphene oxide or hydroxide have been discussed in the context of the future of vaccination that's all that that is provable but whether or not they're in something we're getting that hasn't been in my opinion regardless of all of that i just found that to be an interesting point who knows where this connects going forward but to finish off ultimately i want to make sure we understand that there's a lot of other weird things around this now this wasn't the abstract point the final point so these last three i just want to reiterate what we talked about right in the beginning east palestine teen palestine weeks away from launching their new MyID medical service. We talked about this the first show. January 26th. Think about that. So they, 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 they organized this thing. It's a small device that is basically the size of a watch, which doesn't make much sense to me, seeing as how it basically boils down to a QR code, right? So what's the watch for? I think there's more going on there. But the point that this is being rolled out as an effort to manage emergencies. January 26th. Think about that. Like a week later, they get to test them. What a coincidence. All alongside all the other coincidences. I think that's really interesting. And then we have the My ID, medical ID, digital ID, vaccine passport. All the stuff is overlap with everything else we're seeing. So here is what Elijah Schaefer shared on the 16th. And this, this is just the video we shared uh, back. Uh, I think we shared this on... Oh, maybe it wasn't the first one. This is on the 15th. And I think we shared this on whatever show we did on the 15th. Second show I think I did on this topic. And it was just the same same clip, actually the same guy. The point is that they did this. If Ohio is safe, then why do they issue medical IDs? This was done beforehand, mind you. So this is kind of the misrepresentation, acting like this was issued after the train. It wasn't. It was done beforehand. So that this is how it happens on social media. Just, it just means you did it on purpose. 
we just got to be careful. We have to question and not just jump to conclusions. But the point is very clearly, as you can see, that's why I found the, the, the site or the, the, the coverage on January 26th, weeks away. Perfectly timed. So let's watch this video. And it really it just shows you the clip from the same thing we showed before, showing him talking about this exact discussion. Now, is it a coincidence? Certainly could be. Something tells me that doesn't make sense, though. It just does not connect with all the weird associations and anomalies and the white noise movie and the simulated evacuation and everything else. The Ragnar's uh, Star, a book written by the guy who wrote White Noise and the guy who lives in Ohio is named Ragnar. It's like, how do you make sense of these? It's certainly too many coincidences makes it kind of impossible to be, you know, mathematically speaking, all coincidence. I don't, but certainly could be. But I think this speaks to the larger agenda about how this is, the, 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 you know, where it all goes. Great Reset, Implantables, World Economic Forum, all discussion, Klaus Schwab and the Fourth Industrial Revolution, all of this stuff. It's just important to ask these questions. Columbiana County coverage now, and East Palestine is known as the place to be. It's way ahead of the curve on a program to provide better treatment for anyone in the event of an emergency. I learned how it works and how it could help everyone in East Palestine. My ID provides quick medical information for emergency responders. Darlene Chapman is the outreach coordinator for this project, and she's an EMT. If they're in a situation where they can't tell us or they don't have any family around, this is something that would make my life easier. My ID works by taking a camera phone and pointing it at a QR code. It provides valuable medical information such as allergies, breathing difficulties, or other conditions, so you get proper treatment and care. If anybody sees the QR code, you're, this, you'll be able to. You know, what's interesting is this, the, the clip we shared was different, different, you know, coverage here. Now, it could be like, here's what here's what they were showing on the last segment that I saw. And again, this is why I hate corporate media, because they don't they they almost intentionally give you limited information. But I guess my point would be that this we I get and this is my this again, we all need to check ourselves that I saw this and I had assumed it was the watch. Maybe watching this, maybe I'm wrong showing you this part here. Maybe it is just a QR code. Either way, the point is that it's it's a step in the direction of the digital ID. But I don't know. The way they covered the last show, you guys saw it. The last one we showed, they were showing putting the watches on people. I, I don't know how that could not be unless they were trying to manipulate. Or other conditions, so you get proper treatment and care. If anybody sees the QR code, you're, this person gets the person anywhere. A bracelet, key fob, necklace, or attachment okay. on your watch band. Okay, right. So the watch band. But see, the same thing, though. So why do you need... The, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to overthink it. And your watch band. You can choose the one which fits your lifestyle best. Right. So That's up to you. Orders will start in January. The fire department has already collected $5,000 in donations to help. Okay, so definitely QR code, right? So that's good. That's good to, to find, to, you know, distill it down to what's really going on. But what's interesting to me is the way that it's being framed and also the fact that this is a step in the direction of the digital ID. No matter what you think, this is an overlap with the digital passport, the medical, the, you know, uh, vaccine passport conversation. Every place you look, they're coming up with these digital versions. Now, you may not think it's nefarious. It may not be to them. But overall, this is not what people want. I just in general, people, I, I in a general sense, most Americans seem to be pushing back on this kind of stuff. Klaus Schwab even pointed something like that out. It's just kind of you know, not going the way they wanted, ultimately. But to finish today. Not to say we know that these things are connected, because it may not be. But with all we've talked about, with the factories and the infrastructure and the food supply and the, you know, and the, uh, the water systems and everything else, let alone the chemicals that are being pumped into the sky by all of these, 
I just can't see, I don't see how this could be like, first of all, the trains in, we have to remember that we pointed this out before they argue. And I've seen documentation from before all of this, where this does seem to be kind of a general consensus that they have, you know, one to 2000 train crashes every year, which is, I I did it on my phone rapidly the other day. Let's see. 141 a month. I mean, think about that. That's disgusting. Like, that shouldn't be okay. We shouldn't be okay with that. The point is we're only just now becoming aware of it for most people. Either way, that would then mean, if that is true, that we would be seeing a lot of train crashes constantly. We're now just seeing it more. And now we're pointing out every train crash we see as if that connects with a larger story. It may just be that they happen and we haven't known it until now. My concern is the chemical overlap. That's what I pointed out. Not just there were their train crashes, but... We had the Ohio train crash on 10, 12 days. Nobody's really talking about it. Then within that 24-hour period, we had three different crashes, two train, one truck carrying chemicals that were released, causing hazmat situations. I just find that almost impossible, but who knows? Coincidences happen. Here we have factories in different areas burning. February 18th, Chicago Heights, morning fire at manufacturing facility. And the whole point is you can continue to go through this. This one is from uh, the 6th of February where it's causing all sorts of chemicals to burn into the sky. Read below. There's comments on it. But it's it, this is going to cause a problem. This one is, this person believes it's under a coordinated attack. Now, that's certainly possible. right? I, I don't know why that would be the assumption. It's certainly possible. That's a thought to have, actually. That if we're talking about, you know, fifth generation warfare kind of stuff, that you could argue that a foreign government could be doing this. Certainly possible. They could be executing these kind of like engineered cyber attacks or you know, on the ground assets to cause things that look like accidents that in a broad, constant scale, like increase the illness of the people in the country, screw up infrastructure. I mean, it certainly makes it's certainly possible. I just it, it right now it's a, it would be a complete guess, though, wouldn't it? I Until we see something that connects it to that, that would just be a theory. And that's where we have to leave it, because that, you know, the problem is that people in the partisans world they put together theories then because it aligns with what they already think they argue that is evidence because we've been investigating for years no that's still in a th- that's still a theory that you haven't proven but that get, that runs into channels and main outlets and covered forever and then the true story comes out and then you get attacked for challenging their narrative it's fun it's a fun game but the point is he's saying it could be attacks and I, I agree certainly possible the crash occurred in tennessee after a truck got stuck at the red light so to me that i don't know <laughs> If that's what happened, that kind of just sounds like a mistake unless that truck is somebody and the person died, you could prove that, you know, but I'm sure you could be able to do that. Were they? Was it was it registered to an American? I mean, these things matter, don't they? But let, it's more fun just to guess at it because that's, you know, exciting. But here's what happened. It's crazy to see. No. Boom. What a mess, I don't know why this guy stood here. I'm hoping this guy's okay, to be quite honest. Run. Yeah. And then then you cut out. Boom. Cuts out. I mean, I, that's, I, I'm a little worried that, that they didn't make it out of that. That's a, it's coming right at them. Either way, the point is that they're just watching. This truck's just on the track. Something happened. And it derails. So that really is just another derailment. I mean, I don't see, to me, I I don't even know why that would connect to this just yet until you could argue that there is some kind of connection. Right now, we've got a lot of people just pointing out Rex and saying, there's another one. Could be. I'm not denying that it might not be connected, but it's completely up in the air until we know, right? Here's Chris Martinson pointing out so many coincidences these days. And this is back to the toxic chemicals in plants, which that's not, not the train stuff. Look at the stats about how many 
manufacturing plants burn down in a given month. We're way past what I think is as normal, if there is any normal, but it's more importantly that the chemicals complete. I mean, this is a big deal. This is in uh, Italy. More toxic chemicals are released in the environment. This is the 10th place in one week that we know of that's having extremely toxic chemicals explode and be released in the environment. Now, again, is it possible that this could be something that's been happening this constantly? We just are only now paying attention. I think today more than ever, we need to ask that question because I just think people are paying attention more than ever. But I don't think that's the case here. I think overall, this stuff is showing to be a big deal and we're finding it pretty much everywhere. And this is the one I just showed you the other day. Firefighters are battling a massive five-acre warehouse fire with potentially hazardous fumes. Over 80 firefighters, five acres. And of course, what is it? Plastic pots, which again, we're going to be talking about plastic byproducts, similar things, and fertilizers. What a coincidence. And over plant material in Florida. But I mean, this is just a couple of them. Look on Twitter. I mean, you're finding stuff everywhere. I, I can almost promise they're not all connected, but I don't know that. So it would be a guess. That's, you know, just statistics, averages, right? The point being that something could just happen, but I don't know how we can ignore the over the correlation with what all of this seems to be doing, right? Question all of them, especially those in the partisan media, because they're all seemingly, whether they know it or not, being, as I referenced today, as you know, from, I think it was from Shakespeare, or no, was it Shakespeare? Was it? Anyway, now I'm going to misquote it. I should look that up, actually, to be sure. Not that it even matters. That was the case. Oh, whatever, I can't find it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I misquoted. But anyway, the point is that a lot of people in the media, especially partisanship, you know, are being led. You know, that we, we they follow something, and a lot of them out there that just do it because it's profitable, because it gets attention, because it gets re- recognition, because it's what people want to hear. And I, look, I, if your business model is just about getting attention, then good for you. Then at least be honest about that. I, that's People do that. But at the end of the day, more than ever right now, we need to be looking for the truth. And on, on, a, on a COVID-19 note, just since, he, since he's up on the page here, Chris Martinson's doing some great work connecting dots in the site. You know, but I, And I agree with him completely here. There are just a lot of coincidences right now that just seem, you know, and his point is that they're probably not coincidences. And I agree with that. There's more going on here than we realize. Now, last point to finish the show today. This is a really interesting point that Luke Perns, per, Perns points out. The IIA, the Interactive Internet Activities, a military psychological operations for online networks. This is how you are psychologically manipulated by online activities to channel your energies into meaningless dead ends so nothing changes and the elitists maintain power. Now, maybe he's talking about Ohio, maybe not, but I do find this to be very important. This is a document from the FG. Oh, it's on, it's downloaded from this, but this appears to be a deputy secretary of defense, defense Pentagon, and so on. The point is just purpose, interactive internet activities are an essential part of DOD's responsibilities. Now, in here, of course, what they argue is that their scope is that they only are allowed to do things that are true. Right? Only we can't lie is what they state on this, that it's only about true information and what we're trying to achieve. But that's right there, accurate and true in fact and intent. But what they ultimately get into in this argument is that this is more so about influencing outcomes. And they do so with the intention of defense, security, national security. What do we know, if anything, about that? Well, they're able to say, well, we can lie for national security, which wouldn't be dishonest. That's how they see it. 
very telling, guys. Uh, somebody mentions the chat. The chat uh, was it? Was it GPT or is it GBT? Is that accurate? I thought it was something else. This oh GPT. I thought so. GPT. Chat GPT is there's comments in the chat saying that's where this is all going, right? The controlled flow of information that was led by them, probably. I'm now seeing people talk about chat, uh, the chat GPT being used to give religious sermons. I mean, it gave me chills. I was like, that's disgusting. And there's Reverend, Reverend speaking up and saying that's that's it has no soul. Like that doesn't make sense. And so the bottom line is this is we're being channeled very clearly. This goes back to 2007. The bottom line is we know this is real. We know there are bots. Israeli gov- Israel government has open bot farms, and so does the United States. For freedom, though, for freedom. Promise. We are being manipulated. Now, whether this is how this is being guided and whether it's being guided into this story to distract us or away from this so we don't see the crop, I don't know. But we do know that they're actively in all possible ways trying to control the way you see things, the way that we understand things, our entire perception of the world. And people caught in the two-party paradigm, I argue, are more perceptive, more, they're more, they're able to be manipulated more than anybody else. And I just think that we need to continue to be objective about this more than ever today. Very, very careful. But my overall point, that people are in danger. I don't think that's even debatable at this point. It's about how much and how far. And I think the worst problem right this moment, even as I'm worried about Tennessee, is the people in Ohio, in the area they say is safe, and it's the the red zone or whatever you want to call it, the, the immediate area. And apparently we have animals dying outside of it. We've got problems right inside a hundred parts per million. According to the old document is enough to give people cancer. And it's, it's worse than that on the ground for sure. Right now is worse than that, especially in the areas where they buried it and didn't do anything with it. So I just, it, we got to be careful with what's going on today. And I'm going to keep bringing you as much information as I can, but there's a lot more going on in Ohio too. Like I said in the beginning, is the is huge story about Israel's government, or rather a think tank of Israel that I argue is very clearly being influenced by the Israeli government, just got caught for alt for hacking elections, twenty seven of which they actually influenced the outcome. Oh, was that on the Fox or CNN? No, because they both gaslight for Israel's government, which shows you the point. So thank you for being here, guys. I love you all. As always, question everything, come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.